world-famous Dresden Room in Hollywood, California. It's the Shaky Town Radio Hour with your hosts, Gene George and Brody Foster Hubbard. With special guests, talk radio host Alex Jones, public television's own Huel Hauser, former pro wrestler, governor of Minnesota, and conspiracy enthusiast Jesse the Body Ventura. Featuring comedians Johnny Asphalt, Eddie Pepitone, Brody Stevens, Paul F. Tompkins, and many more. With special appearances by A Guy Moving Chairs and A Waitress. Music by Marty and Elaine. Celebrity Voices Impersonated by actor-comedian James Adomian. All this on the You can try to understand the New York Times effect on me. Whether you're a brother or whether you're a mother with staying alive. The Shaky Town Radio Hour is on the air. I'm Gene George. I'm Bernie Foster Hubbard. Uh, joining us is um, one of uh, Los Angeles's favorite uh, comic actors, I would say. I would say if you're a fan of um, Comedy Death Ray Radio, if you're a fan of Comedy Death Ray non-radio, if uh, <laughs> you've, you've been to the Paul F. Tompkins show at the Largo, if you've been... Gosh, I mean, you've pretty much done all the rooms that are capable of being done in this time. I get around. And I think you're our third... Um, Third last comic standing guest. I think so. Oh, really? Sitting next to us here in the famed Dresden room. Yes, we are on location. James Adomian. Yeah. Hi, guys. How's, well, how's things? Oh, great. You know, uh, it's raining outside in Los Angeles, which is always uncharacteristic. Yes. We're expecting yeah. a bit of snow tomorrow, which is... On the Hollywood sign, I heard. Are yeah. we really expecting That's snow? That's what Lizelle said. Yeah, but it's possible. Low elevation snow, like in the hills and stuff. Who knows? Who knows? Well, I don't know, dude. I read on Lizelle's blog today. It's you know Lizelle Estepona. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love Lizelle. Yeah. Lizelle, Lizelle Estepona. Yeah. Who doesn't? Like she, I love her, but I do not pronounce her. <laughs> well, yeah. with a last name like Adomian, you have a pass as far as mispronouncing other people's names because probably people fuck up your name. Yeah, right? I've lived. I've lived with it my whole life. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's very phonetic, but. Mm, People don't. People didn't learn phonics. You wouldn't think people would screw up Brody Hubbard, but I've gotten letters addressed to Brody Hubaro. But see, those are but see, those are probably like OCR or or miskeying when they do data entry. Because I'm I got I, what is OCR? Uh, optical character recognition. Oh okay. Um, I thought it was like a seventies band. <laughs> OCR? No, no. It's it's actually. I'm thinking of OMD. It's actually a neurological yeah. disorder. Oddball. <laughs> Clearwater Revival. Yeah, that's, right. that's our that's our that's our Credence uh, tribute band. Uh, I, well, thought, I thought Credence at this point was the Credence tribute band. <laughs> no, that's because um, they don't have Foley That's uh, um, uh, Molly Hatchet. Oh, that was the first time um, uh, uh, Penn Jillette had did something. I was listening to Molly. I think it was on his old radio show. And he, he went to a... a Called party. Screaming About Things with Pendulette. Oh, talking really loud. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Look at this idiot fascist. 
Um, but uh, no, he, he he went to a Molly Hatchet show and, and realized as he was watching them that none of the original guys are in it. He's like, Molly Hatchet's a Molly Hatchet tribute band. <laughs> anyway. That's hilarious. Well, it's good to have you on. Um, uh, boy, oh boy, I, I don't even know where to start. You guys probably, Brody's oh, yeah. usually the more prepared of the two of us. So. Usually. Um, you lead in because I'm just going to yap. If, if, so. Let's start with what's been going on recently, recently, because as we were trying to schedule this, we were scheduling it around what's known in L.A. as pilot season. And, uh, and everywhere else, it's known as wintertime. Right, right. <laughs> that's, why, that's why we have pilot season when, in Los when Angeles. When the crops will grow no more. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> now, now for it's when everybody from all around North America comes to Southern California to try to sell a television program. Southern California or Southern California? Southern California. <laughs> In their beat-up pickup trucks. Mm-hmm. Bunch, yeah. of, bunch of Okies. Are you, being busy for pilot season, are you approaching it right now as a writer or an actor or both? Uh, mostly as an actor, a little bit as a writer. Um, uh, which is basically my career. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get, I never, I, I have only been hired as a writer like a handful of times. and An actor of two handfuls of times. Um... But, uh, yeah, you know, pilot season is when you uh, you go on many more auditions uh, than you normally would, and you have the same success ratio that you yeah. otherwise would. <laughs> but it's just <laughs> compressed, yeah? Yeah, the ratio is the same. It's just like, uh, actually, no, who knows? Maybe let, I guess I'll find out. Yeah. Uh, yeah so the, who knows? So for those, for those unfortunates who, who live... Less Moonves knows. <laughs> Less Moonves. Um, the pilot season is when they're ramping up to produce new shows. Mm-hmm. The, the, the television P.O.P.L.S. Um, yeah, and this, they still haven't... Television still hasn't died. still kicking. No matter whatever what? try, people try to do. You got it. But that's the thing. is I, I, just, I was thinking about this. There's so much... Just more channels and places that can put content up. Besides, like, new media like podcasts and mm-hmm. Funny or Die and things like that. Which is why you wouldn't think you would need a pilot season anymore, but there's still, the networks are holding to a pretty traditional schedule. But they have the money. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. So they call yeah. the shots. Network pilots yeah, yeah, still yeah. Uh, still kind of go by the, the traditional schedule. As far, and then, like, cab- cable, the deeper the cable, the, uh, the more year-round it is, I guess. Unless yeah. you're Charlie Sheen. Then right. you can shut production down no matter what. Yeah. Oh, man. That sucks. That totally sucks. They, so they... They shut production down. They just... The show's yes. canceled? No, it's not canceled. They shut production down. It's, it, it, it will They're be. making a couple million... They're, they're making a couple million episodes. They're not going to... They're not going to... They're going to They're not going to make new episodes, though. Yeah, this... this For the season, they're done. Well, for February... It's, it's Friday, yeah. February 25th when it we're is. recording this. It's Monday the 28th when it's dropping. Yes. Um, as of press time... There was no word about whether the show or not was coming back. I figure at the point that you're telling your showrunner and how many reporters the fuck do off, they, you know? How many reporters do they have on the two and a half minutes? Char- Charlie Sheen is probably not coming back to the show. Right. That is the prediction. He is going to ride out. His so it's only going to be one and a half men. <laughs> no, I'm assuming that he was one of the four. Is John Cryer a half man? I, I don't think <laughs> Charlie Sheen's even half a man at this point. And um, I, mean, I think on Coke he's probably like three men. <laughs> um, um, yeah, yeah. Um, he's 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 appearing on Alex Jones. Show. I love Alex Jones. You love Alex Jones. Yeah. Why? Um, because he's a ridiculous character. Right. Look at this, globalists. The globalists are out there. We will not submit to your globalist threats. 
I love I love Alex Jones. Okay, see, uh, I, I have a moratorium on talk radio, so I have no idea. It's like I know who Rush Limbaugh is because you can't not know. Right. But Alex, Alex Jones is the radio pundit who believes that uh, there's mind control messages in Squidbillies on Adult Swim. Well, he's right. <laughs> How can you, you be right about that? That's one thing that bothers me about Alex Jones. <laughs> one thing? Well, yeah. Is his hatred of Squidbillies? Well, yeah, it bothers me that, uh, you know, oh, he's right. He's a, he's a guy, he's a guy uh, asking questions about 9-11 and other things that deserve to be questioned. But then also, what the side effect of that is that he's just paranoid about everything. Right, right. But so, I think It's very difficult to... Uh, he's Mel Gibson in Conspiracy Theory. He might be right about something at some point. That's the thing is that the frogs that jump the frogs that jump out of the boiling pot are also the frogs that are just always jumping. <laughs> right, 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 right. They're like this pot's gonna boil someday. I mean, that's when we're in the marsh. When I do Jesse Ventura, I mean, that's the point of it. Is I was gonna like, say that's the. It's the it. He's always on Alex Jones too. Yeah. And uh, Jesse Ventura is a great guy. He says things that no one else will. He's very courageous, but uh, you know, it's also like <laughs> it's also like. I'm not flying in an airplane. And I get... <laughs> I get it. Yeah, airplanes are dangerous. They're, right. You know, but it's like... But, but but is he not flying in an airplane because there's a potential that they're going to crash or because he believes, like, the Build- Bilderberg group is, you know, designing them so that they crash on a specific uh, schedule? Because I think those are the kind I, of things... I don't want to speak for Governor Ventura <laughs> and... Except the many times when I do speak yeah, for him. As care... As, 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 in care... Yeah, right, right, right. Um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, it's, I, I, uh, I think that, I think a lot of people who have, um, uh, who have, uh, anti-establishment things to say right. aren't careful enough about, um, message control. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas, that's, that's a very kind way of putting it. The, the establishment is, is very, very, very good at message control. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Where it's like, oh... We will always say the same thing with slight variations. Right, right, right. Just enough, just enough variations so you think that that. You're that oh, these are independent minds oh, talking to say, me. Say he he used a different pronoun. Mm. <laughs> Alex Jones actually was the one who, I think John Ronson was covering him bust into Bohemian Grove. Oh yes, that's oh, a, right. a great video. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. that's that's where all the rich white guys. Uh, Prance around, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they, yeah, rich. Yeah, they're rich, and they slap each other on the back, and uh, they have like a mock, like, they have like a mock human sacrifice ritual. You know what it is? It, I just figured out. It's it's what um, it's what the the snobs and those slobs versus snobs comedies. It's what they would do once they got rid of like the meatballs camp next door. Right. Right. That's what that's what it is. <laughs> that's what so it's a good thing that the underdogs always win in movies. That's true. <laughs> although they wanted, prevent the satanic ritual. Although I've wanted place. to write I've always wanted to write a slobs versus snobs comedy where the slobs are just complete a-holes and the snobs are just kind of alright. Yeah. <laughs> and they just get the shit kicked out of them all the time. <laughs> it's like these guys are a bunch of dicks and drug dealers. What's up with that? How come we always get our asses kicked? All we want to do is just go to school after this. Anyway. That yeah that's good luck with that, Gene. Yeah, well, I'm working on it. Good, good working luck with that. flipping the populism I'll work, script. I'll work on that. <laughs> are we not living in a plutocracy? What if the underdogs are the overdogs? <laughs> are, we not, are we not living in a plutocracy? Should we not be writing to that? Oh, Jesus. We are living in a plutocracy. But no, I will be throwing my body against it. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, anyway. Um, wow, Interesting that's... that it's a plutocracy and yet Pluto is dethroned. Hello. 
No longer a plant. Still a dog. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, what, what do you call it? It's a constitutional plutocracy. It's a constitutional plutocracy. Plutos that other people run. The, I'm, I'm, I'm way more political system. tonight than I normally am because I was listening to left, right, and center on the way in. Okay. Well, I, I, uh, is Ariana Huffington still on that? She, actually, they just announced, I guess AOL bought Huffington Post. Does that mean that they bought all of her things? That she, like, <laughs> that AOL yes. will now yes. appear on Bill Maher instead of Ariana Huffington? <laughs> well, no, but she's, they, well, they explained that she's in the middle of this reorg since they bought it all, so she's only going to be on occasionally. I so. see. I, I, I like to imagine her sitting down across the table from AOL. From the You Got Mail guy? You got, as he slides the contract, you got deal. Yeah. He's just like that giant triangle. I don't think the numbers are good enough. He's, he's the little running guy. Uh-huh. I'm going to put this in the spam folder. You've got counteroffer. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so they explain that. political person, though. I mean, I mean, I know you're fond of me very well, but I also, just from, I mean, you're not shy about your politics. You're definitely one of those people who, one of those frogs jumping, as you say. Well, <laughs> thanks for calling me a lunatic. <laughs> yeah, you do realize where we you were know, going with those, did, those did metaphors, I mangle, right? I mangled the, uh, the uh, analogy. Yeah. Well, the metaphor know, was not. Um, I, uh, I've kind of uh, been pretty disillusioned um, in the last few months, uh, ever since this idiotic country kicked out Alan Grayson and Russ Feingold, or booted them out of office. It was like you had you had uh, the country uh, the country's like a like a like a cannibalistic meth death orgy where people are just devouring each other and then there's like two honest doctors who show up and are like hey here's how we fix things and then they just then the mob just starts right. devouring them it's like all right well it's just fucking hopeless if you're gonna kill the doctors if you're gonna kill the two guys like they. <laughs> Yeah, if somebody shows up who is an honest agent wanting to make things better, you that's the guy you listen to. But not, you don't, not the one that has all the money. But you don't <laughs> you don't re try and reason with the zombies in the zombie horror movie. That's the thing. That's a good point. Uh, I, I I was I, I was telling a stand up jerk uh, recently about how like we're not the zombie stuff is we're never having to be zombies. It's not gonna be like like people who rose from the dead from a nuclear bomb attack. It's gonna be just Desperate people who don't have food. It's going to be road work. Walking around the streets. <laughs> and yeah, and yeah. we're just training people to be like, blam, blam. That's true. Help me, blam, it's gonna blam. Be, it's going to be it's gonna be Mad Max. And I don't even think it's going to be as cool as road work. That's the thing. It's going to be like Mad Max. Well, yeah. There's we don't. There's not going to be any com- internal combustion engines. Right. right. Well, you know, I don't know. If we manage to get enough uh, alternate fuel vehicles, maybe it'll be people fighting over windmills and <laughs> in there. All, all electric, no gas. You suddenly. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty pessimistic about politics. Uh, I used, I used to be, I, I barely read the news anymore mm-hmm. because uh, nothing good ever happens, and like, not only nothing good ever happens, but uh, there's very few good. There, there's almost no good guys uh, who are uh, are allowed media access. So right. Right. it's like, it's like a controlled game. I don't have anything to gain from it, and yeah. I would rather just. Uh, I'd rather just sort of, uh, you know, squ- prepare, prepare myself for, uh... <laughs> Armageddon. Yeah. Or maybe just cloak myself in a nice blanket or something. <laughs> right, right. Just relax. For the for the heat death of the world. Right, right. <laughs> 
So well, now let's talk about comedy. Let's talk about comedy. Well, no, because because for for whatever reason, uh, maybe it's because we were talking about uh, you know loud crackpots, but uh, another Pendulette thing just reminded me of that. It's um, some we, of the crackpots are crackpots, and some of the people who are called crackpots are prophets. That's true. And the only difference is it, the only difference is the New York Times. <laughs> but the uh, uh, the Pendulette thing is. In the apocalypse, chances are you're just going to die. You know, all these people who are preparing for the end of the world. Oh, yeah. Chances are, if there's a nuclear war, you're just going to die. You're going to die when the bombs drop, or you're going to die a week after the bombs drop. You know, it's like... Well, I mean... That's not to say don't prepare, just chances are... You have to be... You have to You have to, You have have to. to fully be aware of what the worst situation... Yes. Worst possible scenario is at all yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Worst possible scenario, I'm tortured to death. And everyone I know is also tortured to yeah, death. Yeah. No, everyone you know is tortured to death, and then they torture they you. They torture me to death. I if they it. torture you to death, then you're But then stopped. I'm like, well, that's basically what's happening already. <laughs> right, right, right. It's happening in a slow motion, so I'm not supposed to realize it. <laughs> but isn't that the way it works? Isn't that life? Yeah, yeah. Even if everything's going great, you get older, you start getting arthritis, it hurts to get up in the morning. It's just a slow day. And then, Bam. 50 megaton bomb. <laughs> and then, bam, yeah, then... then Nothing like, left but Bunker Hill. Then when you're, like, looking at your last arthritis pill and thinking, I gotta get down to the pharmacy and get a refill, then bam. Your last arthritis pill. <laughs> After this, I'll die of arthritis. <laughs> well, it'll just be painful. It'll be more painful. Um, now comedy. Comedy. Now that, now that topic A, politics, is closed, let's well, move on to the completely never... different topic, Comedy. Well, Which has nothing to do with the former. Depends on who you're <laughs> on who you're talking to. Um, so uh, you're you're kind of known for your character work. Yes, um, I would say uh, one of my favorite uh, James Dunning moments is the uh, the, uh, the Tompkins roast. You did the Paul oh, I did Paul of Tompkins on video. I wasn't couldn't I was out of town. I couldn't. Yeah, do, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was kind of awesome. Oh yeah, was it future Paul of Tompkins? I never got to see the final version was of it whatever cut together. Was it Future Paul Tompkins? Yeah, I think it was. I think it was Future Paul Tompkins. And this is when uh, Paul Tompkins was moving from L.A. to New York to take work the, on... Yeah, it was the race to Paul yeah. Tompkins. Right. Yeah. right. Take, the, take the VH1. <laughs> God damn it. I've kind of lost my voice. But That's it's okay. like... Uh, it's like... Uh, <laughs> 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 it's like... 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 Two or three pocket watches. Like, <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, what do you call them? Uh, pocket squares. <laughs> pocket squares. <laughs> totally. Now, I love Paul. I'm doing Paul's show tomorrow. Paul? Yeah, no, it, it's, it's, it's... Paul, like, I hope you ever... <laughs> it's, a standing, it's a standing tradition. Paul doesn't like my impression of him. He doesn't? No, he goes... He goes... He, <laughs> he goes... I don't make sounds like that. <laughs> But that's not the point, is it? <laughs> uh, but, no, it, it, it is a standing. <laughs> it is a standing. Uh, if, if if anyone who listens to this is in the Los Angeles area and has an opportunity to go see Paul's show at the Largo, they should do so because it is a. Uh, it's one of the finest comedy shows. Yeah, when do you when does this come out? This will be on Monday, the twenty eighth. So, all right, so, so you will have missed months. the most recent. You have a whole month to prepare. For the next yeah, the standing month. recommendations of the show are uh, Thrilling Adventure Hour, Paul Thrilling Adventure Hour is great. Yeah, yeah, it is. You've had Acker and Blacker. You have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I miss Mrs. Acker and Blacker. Mrs. Acker and Blacker. That's yeah. exactly right. 
They're running a, a, cool uh, a writing series at A2SX. I saw LA that. I saw that. Too, yeah. Oh, when when is that? It's at every Sunday night in March. 826 LA does the uh, the dead authors thing too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. been I, that's Paul, another show Paul Thomas does, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I've been on there and I played. Is that uh, tonight? Yeah. Did it, that offers I think it's happening now. Yeah. Oh, because okay. I think it's the Friday before the. Aha! The show. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, I did the first time I did Frederick Nietzsche, and the second time I did Hunter S. Thompson. <laughs> oh, nice! I'd like to see. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah those nice. were both fun. Nietzsche was all, like the mustache pulls it all together when right. you play yeah, Nietzsche. Yeah, yeah. And, everyone, uh, go, everyone go to Wikipedia look up Friedrich Nietzsche. <laughs> <laughs> he does have a cookie duster on him, doesn't he? Yeah. That's it, like, oh, that old-fashioned... At some point, men just stopped being able to grow those mustaches. Am I right? It's well, like... It beca- Sam Elliott's like the only one that can admit to that. <laughs> Big well, yeah. yeah. You're looking for a bit, bit of facial hair. <laughs> Sweep the floor in front of you. Maybe curl up on the edges. <laughs> Can't be sure if it's from wax or you know, if it just has a red dander in it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like where at some point men were like, well, maybe we shouldn't look like animals. <laughs> Why must we look like bull walruses all the time? Harum farum. And the side whiskers, too. But Brody's kind of got some. You've got like a bleeding Kansas I was, I'd sort say of. I have the most facial Oh, like Horace Greeley uh, yeah, beard yeah. without a mustache? I'm, well, the. Well, did, did Horace Greeley... Horace Greeley, I think, had the the neck, neck The beard. neck beard. Yeah, the full-on neck beard, but, like, the crazy, like, neck beard. But yeah. you'd think that... That... that how... You would, do that on purpose. That must... You must have... Be heavily steeped in a culture that says, nothing must be attractive on a man. <laughs> right, right, right. You are simply here to look ugly. Well, there's gotta be... Well, there's gotta be a reason for that, too. I mean, that maybe... Maybe it was cold. Maybe his, his neck got cold all the time. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. He was like, oh, I'm not going to be photographed that often. <laughs> yeah. And, and maybe because of the long exposure times, he grew that neck beard while, <laughs> yeah. while they were waiting for the Didn't he run for president against Ulysses really? S. Grant? I think, I don't know if he was against Grant. But I think he ran for president. He was like, when's the last, was that the last time like a journalist ran for president? I think. He uh, was a writer. Yeah, he was a writer. That would be like... Matt Tybee running for president <laughs> or something. Nice. I don't know, but I think... Well, you know, there was probably... There was only, like, what, 80, 90 people in the country then, so it's probably more likely. 80 or 90 people? I'm probably the, off. My numbers are off there. The Civil War was devastating. <laughs> devastating. There were only Dude. 80 or 90 people left <laughs> after the Civil we War. We had to repopulate. That's why we <laughs> had so much trouble with the Indians jobs. afterwards. And like, and that's why it was such a tragedy when Lincoln was shot because it was that's like, like that's like one one hundredth of the population. I mean, that's yeah. more than an entire percent of the population. And he, was, he had he, he had a lot of skills: president, riff splitter, lawyer, wrestler, wrestler. <laughs> you know, they could trace back the uh, lineage of the NWA World Heavyweight Championship to Abraham Lincoln. Who's they? <laughs> Alex Jones, <laughs> exactly. Jesse Ventura. Yeah, let us let us, let us, let us figure out. Who, let's get to the bottom of this. I actually did a YouTube video where I was Jesse Ventura uncovering the uh, uncovering the like the the fact that wrestling is fake. Yeah, like it's a conspiracy <laughs> being hidden from the world. <laughs> but the feather boa was real, though. <laughs> so it's a match. If you're telling me it's a match, but it's just for entertainment value. <laughs> I like the idea that... Jazzy Ventura is one of those compressions you could do better when your voice is lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you ever see the NBC made-for-TV movie? 
the Jesse Ventura story? No, what? It was, <laughs> it was, I watched it. Brody, Brody's a bit of an aficionado. Was this uh, when he was governor or something? Yeah, or? yeah. I think NBC this was while he was this? governor, yeah. And they, they basically <laughs> took a lot of, they took a lot Whoa. of facts from a lot of other wrestlers' lives and threw them in. Uh, and just made have, it all that Jesse Ventura. Made you, that must have made you hot. Yes, I was like, that's Who played true. Jesse Ventura? Some bald guy. I don't Michael remember Chickles? who. Michael Chickles. <laughs> that would be great. Right after his turn as John Belushi and Wired, <laughs> he did the Jesse Ventura story. Yeah. I don't know. I just I finished watching The Shield, so every time I hear some bald guy, I think Michael Chickles. Michael Chickles. Yeah. I remember when he was the commish. The commish. Finally, they were like, they were like, all right, we still wanted to be some kind of cop. Try making him more serious this time. Do some push-ups. I don't want any. I don't want any fucking slappy smiles on your fucking face. It's the job. No, the the key to the mic. This is going to be completely lost on the uh, podcasting audience. But the key to the uh, Michael Chiklis acting style is all jaw jaw clenching. So it's just like you'll see him. They'll they'll have him in like three quarter profile, and he'll be like, yeah. Like a, like a kid, like a, like a, like a nine-year-old kid that knows that that ain't right. <laughs> yeah, a little eye narrow, a little, thr- little jaw clench. Yeah. I haven't yeah. seen too much of him on Ordinary Family, and I know he's being a superhero. Chickless. <laughs> I, you know, it doesn't strike me as a tough name. I'm sorry. Michael Chickless. He's Greek, I think. Oh, is that it? Yeah. All right, I'll lay off the Greeks. <laughs> I'm just saying. When you attach an ethnicity to something, then suddenly whatever I was saying has like makes me sound racist. Yes. <laughs> so so let's get into this hatred for the Greeks of yours. <laughs> I love the Greeks. Armenians, Armenian and Greek people have love, friendship for because, many thousand years. Because they all hate the Turks. Yes. From different sides. <laughs> From different sides. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and also, I think you're the second Armenian American. Yes, Jackie Pation. Oh, I love Jackie. Yeah. She is awesome. She actually, she, she, she told me, she was like, I referred to you as one of the young Turks of comedy, and then I realized <laughs> how horribly ironic that was for me to say about you. He's one of the, he's one of the founders of the Nazi party of, of Judaism. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. Um... <clears throat> You grew up here, right? I grew up here for most of my life. So were you I moved here from, when I, from Atlanta when I was nine. Were you plugged into the Armenian culture here? A little bit, yeah, kind of. I used to speak Armenian. Yeah. See, here's speak my question. Ke- Kichme, Kichme, hi. <laughs> What's that? A little Armenian. All right. That's good to know. I like to know uh, where's the bathroom and are we going to jail in, in any... Like, I don't know many, how to say either of those. In many, as many languages as possible. Hopefully you won't have I to. I know how to <laughs> say... Uh, Anotiem... Hatsubanir Gudem, which means when I'm hungry, I eat bread and cheese. <laughs> I like to eat bread and cheese. That's, those are like those are like little the, like children's things that I learned when I learned <laughs> I mean. Those are like the, the phrases I can remember from French class. Like there are two desks. Yeah, two bureau. There are two desks. Bureau. Bureau. Du bureau. Il y a du bureau. Um, and then je suis en boîte de crayon rouge. I have a red pencil box, or I am a red pencil box. I can't remember. I don't. Je en boîte de crayon rouge is I am a red pencil box. Je. Je suis en boîte de crayon rouge is I have a red pencil box. Wait, are you sure? Yeah. Je suis, je suis en boîte de crayon rouge. I have? Je en boîte de crayon rouge is I am a red pencil box. You remember when John F. Kennedy spoke to the French and he said I am a red pencil box? He said, yeah. je suis en boîte de crayon rouge. That's right. Is so that what he said? No. Because and I'm Berliner. Oh, yeah. I'm a jelly donut. <clears throat> or as George W. Bush would have said, I am a, a, a Una Berliner. 
How do you say that? Um, see, here's the thing about Armenian that I don't get. The, the written language must be hell for dyslexics, because all the letters look alike to me. Oh, well... Because all, they all look like U's and R's. Right, yeah. There's a, there's a, lot, of, there's a lot of drooping, swooping motions yeah, yeah, yeah. in the letters. It yeah. must be hell to be a dyslexic. There must be a lot of dyslexics. <laughs> it's just like, how can you not confuse those letters? I mean, Arabic might be worse. That's, you know, because uh, it all looks like cursive. Well, you know, though, if you were... I always wonder this, because, you know, some you see, like, I'll see, like, Ethiopian script or, like... Right. Uh, Hindi script or something right, right. somewhere, and I'm like, well, oh, that looks crazy. But then I'm like, well, if I didn't speak, English, if I didn't ever learn to read English, I wonder how weird the letters would look to me, you know? Yeah. Or, la you know, Latin words in right, general. Right, 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 right. Latin language words in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously, billions of people, you know, read, read and speak Chinese, so... I just assume... So there you go. If someone doesn't speak English, maybe you can write into the show and answer the question for us. Yes. Right, right, right. Exactly. That would clarify we'll that. I figured we'd all just sound like Bib Fortuna. People <coughs> like, who don't speak English. No, right, right. Do your Bib Fortuna. No, I'm... What is Bib Fortuna? That's that... Uh, Jabba the Hutt's, like... Twilight um, assistant. Attaché. Oh, his little sibling... Uh, that's Salacious Crumb. That's Salacious Crumb. Okay, that's Salacious Crumb. No, the, 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 the yeah. dude where, you know, it's like, you'll take me to Jabba now. Attaché with Jabba now. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Is he the one with like a yeah, the, the, the big neck or the head tails? The head tails, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's his name again? Bib Fortuna. Bib Fortuna. I talk about Java now. Yeah, that's probably Lame. what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, I let her. Well, that one goes there, and that one goes there. I loved. There's that one moment in Empire Strikes Back where, like, all the Star Wars sound cues happen within, like, <laughs> within, like, three seconds, uh -huh. where it goes, like, it's when he, Lando comes and goes, like, I've made a deal with the Empire to keep him out of here for good. And then it goes, shh, <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom, choo-choo, <laughs> Yeah, right. It's like, it all happens. <laughs> Like, it's, the guy was hit, like mashing the button. Yeah, the guy was the, the guy just like put his hand on all the Star Wars buttons on the soundboard. Yeah, but I, I heard the first time they they, they did the uh, foley work for that, uh, uh, he hit the uh, he hit the morning zoo radio soundboard by accident. So it was you like, gotta be kidding me. Boy, <laughs> <laughs> Now, see, the only thing that they were lacking is is because when you know Vader sucks the blaster out of Han's hand, it doesn't. That, that needs to make like a twinkling noise. <laughs> but it doesn't. Doesn't make any like noise. A heart. <laughs> yeah. 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 I love that it's like I love it that, that, that Star Wars took well the Force takes the basic principles of good old fashioned you know interpersonal mind control like uh, what do you call it you know just like manipulating people but they're like. But it's also kind of magical, right. <laughs> right? Well, but it's not magical. That's that's the thing that pissed me off about the first the, when they did the first three movies. These sequels, which were actually prequels, the yeah. sequels that are prequels, and it's like, oh, you have a lot of midichlorians. It's like, so let me get this straight. I could find a Jedi, cut them open, suck the midichlorians at them, and jam them in my face and become a Jedi. How does that work? Are midichlorians the Force, or are midichlorians just well, an you know, indicator? Gene, some of us don't consider those movies canonical. <laughs> um, they didn't. I know. They didn't come to the. They weren't at the the um, count the ecclesiastical council where the Star Wars <laughs> canon was decided. Right, right, right. That's I. I feel the same way about Highlander too. <laughs> I, I 
this is the only time I will mention the name of that movie. Obviously. I don't know anything about Highlander except having seen ten minute clips of Highlander things once in a while on TV when I'm really tired at late at night, and then I'm like, I just I was there a TV show at once? Yeah, yeah my screen. So the TV show. show, the movie, I just think of it all as the same yeah. thing. Oh, Highlander. Highlander. Screen writing teacher in college was. I don't know if he a Highlander? He was, he was a Highlander. He wrote some Highlander scripts on that show. Yeah. Oh. yeah. And he was a Highlander. And he was a Highlander. So they hired him as soon as he had some inside knowledge. <laughs> right, right, right. It's always oh. important to take classes from someone who's actually been in the business. <laughs> yeah. Or a Highlander. <laughs> who's been around for a thousand years. Teaching. I've seen this, I've seen this before. Mm-hmm. Um, I've uh, taught people how to transcribe the Bible. The, 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 the first movie was, was really good, especially you know when you're 15 or... 14 when I first saw it, when it first came out. Um, the second movie was literally like, I don't know, take a precious childhood memory and then just like stomp on it. It was horrible, horrible. I saw it on opening day with a bunch of rabid fans and it was so bad that everybody sat in stunned silence for the entire movie. It really? was so bad. It was really bad. It was really bad. Really, really bad. That happens from time to time. Hello, friend. Oh, that's Thank you sweet. Very much. We're, yeah, that's great. We're in, we're in the back room here at the Dresden, a little yep. secret room here. Uh, yeah, uh, so, we're, so we're we're in hiding, so they're gonna they come and feed us a little bit here now and then. That's right, yeah. deep underground. So yeah, it was awful. It was just awful, awful. I'm glad, we, I'm glad we established that. The TV show, whatever. Which one had the Van Peebles? Mario Van uh, Peebles. The third. One. The third one. Yes. Mario the third one where they basically Mario disavowed the second one. Okay. Wait, third one or fourth one? I don't know. I stopped watching that for the second one. I was done with this. I, I could not go back to the well after that. It was yeah. bad news. Yeah. yeah. Well, you you certainly missed out on some of... <laughs> Mario Van Peebles' finest work. Some of the exploits, yes. His finest work since Posse. I actually like Posse. Posse's a good Van Peebles movie. Uh, Solo, I thought was great. Solo? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I... I, I that's another one that I, I saw that when I was like 17 because I thought it was really hot. Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna go, I have to go see this. <laughs> I think I was 17. Somebody yes. out there, somebody out there who knows more about me and movies will be able to answer that question better than I can about my own life. <laughs> wait, wait, now his dad is Melvin Van Melvin Van Peebles. Melvin? Sweet, sweet, back and badass. Are you familiar with him? Yeah, sweet, bad, badass, yeah. badass song. Whatever There's it is. a couple more asses. Badass. So badass. Who was hotter I've seen that. Mario. Have you? Not the younger ones. So which one? The younger one? Yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm, I'm a man of my time. <laughs> I, I I enjoy the I enjoy, I enjoy the customs and facial grooming uh, that I grew up with. Fair enough, fair enough. You don't like the uh, I just those those cookie dusters. I just when I look back at like older movies and you know movie stars like just movie stars were more attractive in the old days. I think I'm not saying that except act- for that period they were han- they were more handsome yeah. and tougher. Like guys were mm-hmm. like. More handsome and chiseled and 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 masculine looking. Yeah. Whereas now, like you would, ne- you would never have a leading man who didn't look like a t- high school kid. Right, right. Yeah. That's it would be unheard of. Yeah, a Bob Mitchum today would get nowhere. <laughs> yeah, you have <laughs> to have a young Bob Mitchum. If, if if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna work in this town as a leading man, you better have a fucking turned up nose. <laughs> like me. <laughs> I don't know why they're not beating my door now. I mean, John Hamm's got like. Classic. John yeah, Hamm yeah. has that classic yeah, hot look, yeah, like right. the old, the old uh, badass whiskey yeah. drinking look. Yeah, 
and, 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 and I guess um, blanking on her name. I want to call her Joan. That's not her name. Which, oh, uh, from... Uh, Christina Hendricks. Christina Hendricks. Right, right. And, and she's the other person on the show who's like the classic look, I think. Everybody else... What's the, what's the classic look for girls? Um, I, I think Joan... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that. Because I mean, you look at look at uh, look at like your uh, Doris Days and your uh, and yeah. your uh, blonde, dumb, um, um, <laughs> who ha uh, uh, Audrey Hepburns and uh, yeah. Audrey Hepburn, okay, your Marilyn Monroe, right? They look like like mm-hmm. lost little girls, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like children that are lost and right, need help right, right, or right. abuse. So well, Audrey, I think so Audrey, still Audrey Hepburn. Audrey Hepburn was kind of the beginning of that sort of. More, you know, gammon, wayfish kind of. Yeah, thing. and they have that now still, like with uh, your Natalie Portman's and your. Right. Uh, who's hosting the Oscars uh, this week? Annie Hathaway. Annie Hathaway. I, you know, I have I have become an Allison Brie fan big time. She's really something else. Community is pretty badass, and she's on Mad Men too. Yep. Anyway. And she appears on Thrilling Adventure Hour occasionally. I think. She has, I believe she has. Who doesn't? <laughs> Actually, I don't think I have. <laughs> oh, really? I've seen it. I've seen it a few times. I'm done. sure they would love to have you. I'll make some calls. Well, you know, we talk, we talk. You know, it's always it's a scheduling thing. You yeah. know, they'll be, who knows? Yeah. You know, I'm, all these political events. They're always doing the you know the first look you know deals in Aruba or whatever the hell that you know. <laughs> I, I made up a whole thing. I made up a whole bunch of things that I had no idea what what they were. You like how I write on the fly? I dig it. That's good. That's your improv training. <laughs> Boom. See, made you a better writer. Improv's made me a better writer. Yeah, improv is great. I, I mean, I don't do team improv. In, I haven't done that in years or like, you know, scene-based improv, but I mean, Was I improvise when I do stand-up. I improvise on like, you know, no, the, sketches you, and stuff. You like were in a group of deviants. Was that sketch or improv? The Deviants, God, how do you know about that? He does research, I know. I know my shit. Wow. Uh, the Deviants was uh, a sketch group. We did. We met through the Groundlings, mm-hmm. so we were all doing improv through the Groundlings, and then we we did a. Uh, it had existed a year or two bef- before I joined it. Okay. And they they did. I think I joined the second summer. They had a year without me, and like Drew Drogi was in it. He's a hilarious guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Drew Drogi, yeah. Um, Mike Drew Rose also. Uh, yes, I glitter in the garbage. Um, Drew's old friend of mine, very old. I'm sure he'd love to hear that. Um, and uh, so I joined the Deviants in 2004 when I was like in writing lab at Groundlings or something, and uh, it was a fucking blast. It was one of the best summers of my life. Um, we, the show we did that summer was Battle of the Deviants, and it was like a, it was like a sketch play, I guess you'd okay. say. Okay. And um, so like loosely connected. Exactly, okay. well, and it, you know it all wrapped up together at the end, like uh, with a big musical number, like the UCB TV show yeah, yeah. or Mister Show kind of. But uh, yeah, that was that was that was that was really fun, and that was like, and it was it was like a gay themed right. sketch show. Uh, and, uh, that was the Wait, aren't they all? All sketches, do you think? <laughs> oh, Zing sketch. You got. Why I zing them. You yeah. showed sketch. <laughs> I did. Boom. Proof you showed sketch. Wrong. The wisdom of Walt Whitman. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's I'm trying to I'm trying to work my new catchphrase. <laughs> the wisdom of Walt Whitman. Can I audition that one for a catchphrase? <laughs> Dude, uh, that's better than prove me wrong, internet. Yeah, deviance was like you know it was like. Uh, <laughs> let's just but let's gloss over that. <laughs> Prove me wrong, internet. No, no. Is that a kid? <laughs> no, I know. I don't know. I started saying it once. 
<laughs> so it was a phrase, but not necessarily caught. <laughs> no, it has not caught on yet. That doesn't stop me from saying it's it. It's caught on Gene. It's caught. No, it actually didn't catch on because I had to ask you what it was. <laughs> I can't even remember. That's right. You need to anyway, so sorry. I, I didn't mean to derail this. Oh, I did want to ask though. I mean, do you do you miss the group dynamic, or is it just easier for you to write and perform on your own? Oh, I mean, I perform with groups all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, since the Deviants, uh, I was in the Groundlings Sunday Company. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time I was there, UCB opened, so I started doing a bunch of stuff at UCB, and um, uh, over the years at UCB, I've sort of, I've met so many great people, and it's like, there's a, there's a group of people that I work well with together, yeah. informally, that are right. like my group, that are people I go to first when I want to do a show or something, you know, like Drew Drogi and Josh Faden and guys like that. Brandon Johnson is always amazing. And then, like, for a while, uh, for, for two years, I was doing the Midnight Show at UCB from 2008 to August 2010, and that was great. That was a fun group of people, and I, I parted ways with the Midnight Show last August, and um, I've been doing mostly stand-up uh, in the last year, but, uh, you know, I, I came from a sketch comedy and character background, so I still... I still do that, like, all the time, uh, and I'm always, you know, looking out the window at the moon, hoping someday that maybe there, maybe somehow the, there wouldn't be a sketch comedy monopoly in this country on yeah. television, and, <laughs> and, and the, is there a sketch comedy show on television now? Yeah, there's just one, though. There's only one allowed on TV. Well, what's that? I, I, I don't... You don't, you don't think it counts? I don't think it counts. Okay. Well, thanks, Gene. Thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, it's certainly not the uh, paper of note that it used to be. No, it's not. Well, we've we've, we've uh, well we um, we had uh, Ann Beats on the show a, a while ago and talked a little bit about Saturday Night Live. We're talking she's about Saturday Night Live. Original writers of SNL. She is. Yeah, they brought her and Michael O'Donoghue and a bunch of other people in. And, yeah, um, she's one of my heroes. One of my comedy heroes. Um, I remember her work from The Lampoon from when I was a wee shaver and. Um, the 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 magazine lampoon the magazine in the radio show and, well yeah, I didn't listen to the radio show right. the um the albums are amazing yes those National Lampoon albums from yeah, the seventies yeah, yeah. oh my god yeah Magical um, Misery Tour yep um, which if you have not heard Magical Misery Tour it's this great National Lampoon parody of John Lennon yes and Tony Hendricks sings the most amazing impression but, of John but Lennon but it's not a parody it's it's taken from his it's his words it's from actually interviews. From, a, yeah. from an interview yeah yeah from it's interviews. a satirical uh, right, it's right. piece yeah, yeah, yeah but uh, yeah no it's totally badass um, it's available on BMP3 I think actually if you want to find it uh, I don't know what that is BMP3 BEE like the bug oh it's like a downloading site yeah yeah ooh I like these yeah because I was looking for I was looking for various snippets of stuff and I found a bunch of that stuff. Um, not that I advocate piracy, but it's also on YouTube. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, sweet. I openly advocate piracy. <laughs> right. Um, I do too, but I, at all I times. Have the disclaimer. I I, I, <laughs> I advocate I, I personally advocate piracy and reward your local pirate. Go make out with him somewhere. Well, what about <laughs> what about the crummy like uh, crummy like. Uh, Somali pirates and stuff we have there. That just seems seems tawdry. It seems sordid. Well, I mean, that's their coast guard. <laughs> we why, why do why why is it they're, they're, we go over we go over there like what we like you know 
Western corporations plunder the world. It's like, yeah, once in a while there's going to be some guys who go, hey, stop doing that. We're, we're going to take our cut. And then we act like... <laughs> we, act, we, we act like they're just demons. Right. They, they have families, too! Yeah, they're just guys with RPGs and AK-47s. I, I get it. I get it. I just think that... I think that they're... That they're it's... Politics aside, you don't swat, like, hornets' nests. I think that's the thing. Is it's like... You know, I guess those. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess those. I guess that that one group got like 1.6 million bucks or something. Oh, like, ransoming. Yeah, yeah, shipping line. The one who ended up killing the. No, 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 no. No, that's. But like I said, I think yeah. I think the one guy, you know, one group of guys gets the equivalent of like, you know, the GDP of Somalia for like three years, right. and you know, just share out, and then everything's. That's an important industry. <laughs> I think it is. I know. I. I, I well, piracy's always been an important industry. Yeah. I mean, in, in history. It's only actually been the last, you know, 150 we, years we, where it hasn't been. Travel is inherently dangerous, and people yeah. know that. No, people don't know that. That's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem. People don't know that anymore. You don't know? They don't realize that anymore? I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, that's why you especially, say safe travels. Especially, you know, like... especially, <laughs> espe- no, but I think, but I think, especially here in America, we're so isolated and insulated. Oh, you think it's normal to just travel around everywhere? It is for us. I mean, we, since since nine eleven, it isn't. But but um, but that's a lot of very manufactured problems in travel. Um, but I think everywhere else well, in the yes, world, definitely everywhere else in the world, is, state state manufactured problems. Right. <laughs> everywhere else in the world suffers privation. Most everywhere else in the world suffers privation and and there's poverty. I mean, go to Mexico, hang out in Tijuana for a while. It's fucking awful. Right. You know, it's like. That's what the rest of the world looks like, aside from most of Western Europe, Canada, and the United States. You know, Japan, maybe. Um, I mean, it's there. There are there are places here that uh, there are places here that are not shown on our television or like to casual visitors in places. Oh, true, true. Um, and it's and, and we're we're seeing the growth of tent cities here. And, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And it's it. <laughs> The special place we had at the top of the hill is certainly crumbling in yeah. our lifetimes. Um, I, I, I don't like to get sad about this kind of thing. I just kind of like noticing it and going, "Ah, oh, yes, that's what's I, happening." I think yeah, the difference. Yeah. I think the difference. We'll say, say England, for example. I think the difference is we still have a big country with lots of resources. Ultimately. Ah, England was very well set up for to have their empire collapse because they had a little home base. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the home base is still kind of. You know, survived intact. Yeah. Uh, and you know they have a police state there now, but right, right, right. the we, we, we the same a similar thing would happen in the U.S. There's no English Channel keeping New England from the rest of the country. Like, mm-hmm. it's gonna it could easily get pretty oh, ugly I think, here. I, but I think it'll get ugly. But I think ultimately, I think we'll end up with warlords, or the equivalent of warlords. I don't know. Warlords. I have. I'm more optimistic about so. these things. The Phil Hartman, Bill Clinton sketch, <laughs> Somali pirate sketch. Somali pirate. <laughs> Do you remember this from 1993? It's one of the best sketches. Uh, Phil Hartman's playing Bill, Bill Clinton, and he, he's like illustrating what Somali pirates are, and he's at a McDonald's, and he's just like taking people's. <laughs> right, 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 right. And he's like, oh, and here's another warlord. Oh, it's warlords. Yeah. You know? <laughs> he's just eating everyone else's hamburger. He breaks character at one point during that sketch. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh no. Wow, that was serendipity. Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman. Yeah, see, Phil Hartman tied all that together for us. What a guy. What an amazing guy. I, 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 I miss him. I wish watched, I could have met him. I watched the 
Saturday Night Live, uh, they had a special on just like a week ago, backstage, Saturday Night Live and the whole thing. I'm still very, I know people uh, shit on the show now, I, I'm still sentimental about it, I still, it means a lot to me, like, all the, all this, not all this. Have you talked about my, my philosophy of Saturday Night Live? Go ahead. <laughs> my philosophy is, I certainly haven't talked here's, about here's the, I, I can't remember we talked about the show. <clears throat> if you watch the old, the quote-unquote good Saturday Night Live, it was a 60-minute show and a 90-minute show. There's 15 minutes of good comedy in a 60-minute show. Mm-hmm. When it's good. When it's good. When it's bad, there's five minutes of good comedy in a 60-minute show or a 90-minute show. And that, that goes for everything. I think, but, but I think there are runs where I think there are... And, and this, this is also coming... Out, first off, I'll say that to put together a show, to, to attempt comedy is hard. But the thing that kind of brought everything home to me was somebody said, they're editing for time. They know they have this much time to fill. So, you know, if you have a six-minute sketch and you cut three minutes, you have to fill three minutes somewhere. That's it. There's no two ways about it. You can't, you know, maybe you can bring Justin Bieber on to sing another song or something, but you you, you have that time to fill. So if you have a seven-minute sketch that clunks for four if, minutes, you're fucking stuck with it. You know, I don't, you know... I'm not going to tell SNL how to how to uh, you know run their show. I think I mean, sure. it, it would be well. It would be nice if they didn't uh, steal steal material from other comedians. But uh, but let them fine. It doesn't bother me if like they're stuck doing a format a certain way. Why are they the only game in town? Why like why do they get an unchallenged monopoly? That's what pisses me. I off. think we well, but I think it's because of uh, fear. Cowards who run television. You yeah, actually sure. appeared on Mad TV at one point, right? Um, I've done voices on Mad TV. I don't know if I ever appeared on there. I did, I did like voices for some of their animated stuff. Because right, right. um, I, I still have never heard a. a according to IMTP, I think I was right. I was on Mad TV, but I was not a cast member. No, well, no, no. That you've made appearances. I just, I, I just, I in researching that and finding that out, just made me thinking and how I've never really gotten a definitive answer on why that was yanked off the air. My only thing I thought was, well, did they need the licensing rights for the animated version they do on Comedy Central now, or Rating, is that even still on there? I, I didn't think. Oh, the Spy vs. Spy, or something else. There's some. They did bring back Mad TV in like animated form at some point. I know. I, I, I just thought it wasn't doing very well in ratings. But it's like. Well, I thought it was simply mad, <laughs> and they had to have it locked away. Like, <laughs> there is a monopoly, so why not? But I just see. I'm not I have a television in the attic, and it's mad, but and I'm embarrassed of it. I I think monopoly is kind of a, 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 the wrong connotation. I think I think it's it, it's an institution now, as opposed to and I do, and I just think that nobody else is because because I, I, maybe maybe like the Fridays and things like that that came early on and challenged tried to challenge well, SNL in its heyday. You know, maybe that made everybody shy. The Sid Caesar show was an institution. I mean, I sure. <laughs> institutions are made to to fall at some point. Yeah, I just think maybe they don't. Fucking Leno's right. on the air, man. I mean, <sighs> well, it's you know, Two and a half most men for fuck's sake, you know, it's it's. I just. And while I am sentimental about Saturday Night Live, yeah, at the same time, like I would not mind more. There's always shows. something. I have to say, joking aside, I have to say. Usually, it's on TiVo, I grab it, I watch it, and there's usually one or two things on the show that make me laugh. You know, and, and there's some funny stuff, and there's some good work. The, 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 there are occasional good weekend things on the Weekend Update has always been, 
you know, a fairly good satire, you know, uh, and and there's some good jokes. Here's the thing. I mean, I, I don't want to... I have... I have friends who work on the show. I don't want to. I don't want. Whatever you feel comfortable. With. You, I don't want to talk too much shit, but don't you know. Uh, okay, but uh, so I won't. But like, uh, yeah, you know, I, I just think like because because they don't have any competition really. They're 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 not challenged. They don't get better, and we don't see. How somebody could come along and do something really innovative and go, oh, well, that's I think the institution part. It's, it's there's there's an institutional ossification. <laughs> yeah, y'all can't go put it. It's yeah. like uh, it's they like the official. It's the official bureau of comedy satire. It, is. it totally is. It's it's that restaurant. America's official laughter. It's that restaurant you go to and you know you're gonna get lobster Newberg like they made back in 1948 and. <laughs> <laughs> ah, thanks, I dropped my cap. <laughs> yeah, that's the little Jerry Lewis noise I made was me trying to get the cap off the floor. Um, yeah, you know, it's like you're still going to, you know, you, you know if you go there, you're going to get, you know, uh, you know, I don't know, Lobster Newberg, right, right. I think was the answer. <laughs> that's the answer to comedy everywhere, Lobster Yeah, you're going to get a Lobster Newberg, because that's how they made it back in the 50s. <sighs> you know. Whatever. God bless. You know what I say? God bless anybody who's got a job these days. And to those people, I say, you know what? Spread the blessings around. Make make everybody happy this holiday this holiday season. This East, this Easter holiday season is coming up. That's right. Buy somebody a ham. Get a get a couple of painted eggs for some kids. Get a cat. Get a nice cat bay and give it to the fucking nice little bag lady on the corner of the block. Say, hey, this is for you. You work hard. Happy fucking Easter, you jackass. Um, who's that guy? <laughs> that guy? Well, sometimes I have this character. I'll do it like in like on my when I'm doing stand up. I have this character I do sometimes called Joey Asphalt, and he's like it's kind of an amalgamation of like a bunch of like New York kind of club comic guys, you know? And he's like he's like he's like he's like Joey Asphalt. You don't like the fucking jokes? Get off the highway, asshole. Unplanned lane change, dumb fuck. Joey asphalt. <laughs> nice. It's uh, pointless. It's utterly pointless. Like a lot but of, many of the things I do are. Like a lot of club comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I have to ask you about this because the first time I saw you was uh, you showed up at Comedy Death Ray one night as Paul Giamatti. <laughs> oh, yeah. And why do you make him so pathetic? <laughs> I love, I've, I've been playing Paul Giamatti for a while, and I love, I, I mean, it's like when he played Harvey Picar, he in the side sideways, he's the, it, Wait, did you actually ask why you made Paul Giamatti, who's made, like who's, made a, who's made Hay playing schlubs? Yeah, I, well, that's the point, is that he always plays like a, like a balding, self-loathing Yale professor, with a, with, with some kind of facial hair and a bad attitude. Marty and Elaine are playing next door. Hollywood's classic, Marty and Elaine. Marty, you might have seen in Swingers. But, yeah. Pro- providing the background. Yeah. But yeah, like Paul Giamatti, it's like, it's like, he, somewhere in his mind, he, like, he, he, get, he gets hundreds of scripts all the time, I'm sure, and he goes, nah, too much of a winner. Not interested. <laughs> nah, this guy gets the girl. Nah. <laughs> what, yeah, yeah, what, yeah. Else, what else is there? And then it's like, <laughs> the parts he takes are always like, 
A guy who gets kicked in the face by the universe. <laughs> Are you nervous about meeting him someday? Because it'll happen. No, I love... I, I've met people who I've made fun of in horrible ways. <laughs> yeah. And with a few exceptions, they're all very nice about it. Tell me about the exception, because I don't hear about that. Well, um, I'm trying to think. Um, oh, Hugh Hauser called me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, uh, it was a private number, so I assumed it was my mom, uh-huh. so I answered it. This is Hugh Hauser calling. He was like, hello? And was, he, was like, he was like, is James there? I was like, who's this? He was like, this is Hugh Hauser! And I was like, oh my fucking God. <laughs> really? And he was like, I heard you do an impression of me, and I guess it must be pretty easy to do a dumb southern accent. <laughs> I just hope you don't go too crazy with it. Too late, Mr. Hauser, too late. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to convince him to do something with me, but I'm not sure uh, he ever will. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's an interesting cat. Oh, my God. My favorite Hugh Hauser episode is one where he goes to a persimmons farm. California's gold? Yes, California's gold. He goes to a persimmon farm, and the persim- persimmons look... They're like dried persimmons. Yeah. They look like balls. And he's just going... He's holding it up to the camera going like... Look how squishy it is! It's just tender, and it's and then he's like, and it's sweet too. Yeah, you the whole episode it's just like, and they're just they're just they they just hang right here until they're dried out. <laughs> until I heard you do Heel Hauser on on CDR Radio, um, I I was convinced you couldn't do a parody. Oh, because yeah. he's he's completely. That's just. I mean, having watched him, you know, most of my life. I guess uh, he was on The Simpsons he, recently too. Yeah, he told me that he, he fell on The Simpsons. Yeah. yeah, he fell off a cabbage. But I think he was actually on The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it was his voice. Yeah, I think. Wait, the old one where he fell off the turnip truck? Well, I think so. Was that him? I, I'm not certain. I don't know, because that was years ago. But I, I, I think he recently was on The Simpsons. I haven't watched The Simpsons in years. <laughs> that makes you laughing. Right. Straight down the middle. Doesn't make me uh, the, um, the median. Yeah, I know he. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I couldn't imagine someone being able to parody that because you don't. You, it's just like whenever. Well, Hulenhauser knows nothing. He's like a Latter Day Socrates. I like to think of him as some kind of like <laughs> tabula rasa. Yeah, I like to think of him as like a bizarre wise man, where he's like yeah. he's asking questions because he doesn't know. But then it's like. How is it possible that he doesn't know all those he, things? Well, he's playing the part of the... Well, he's also, yeah, he's... he's He does it for people who are kids. And you say you drink the water here? Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. He's just good at yes. talking to folks. Here at the water plant, yes. <laughs> Someday they'll teach us So this is the water plant. Yes. <laughs> now, there are no plants here, are there? <laughs> but there's so much water, I bet the plants would like it. I think they would, Huel, and... Yeah, and it's like everybody is a straight man. It's like ah. The best thing I love it. I love it when uh, you can see people clearly just ch- start checking out when they realize like. <laughs> like You're the, not asking me about the. Uh, the woman who ran the Capitol building in Sacramento. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He's talking to her, and there's a moment like like seven minutes into the half hour episode where she clearly checks out. <laughs> she clearly starts thinking like. She All puts right. the taxi flag down. Yeah, <laughs> I'm angry that I have to be here talking to this idiot. And because he, he's going, he's going like, so these steps just go all up 
and now? Like she, that, and she's like, yes, you'll same steps go up. Now, let's if go I down. walk up there and I'm at the top and I turn around, I can walk all the way back down. Yeah, that's the way stairs work. And like, he will get impatient with him, you know? I love <laughs> what that. if I was to stop in the middle of it? I couldn't answer that for you, Hugh. <laughs> if you haven't seen Hugh Hauser before, uh, he's on California Public Television yeah. and. Uh, He's, there's, there's also some clips of him on YouTube. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm sure people can find him. Yeah, if if you well, oh, that's that, one of the guys I do on CDR radio. Yeah, it's it's been fucking fantastic. Um, the other the other thing I wanted to talk to you about is um is the dueling Brody Stevens. Oh yes. This because Brody's one of my favorite favorite comedians. Yes. Um, uh, just I've been there. <laughs> I did it. Because uh, Vance uh, Sanders runs the. Open Michael Love in Westwood, and I guess on Thanksgiving. Is that at uh, the brewing company? Bru- Bruco, yeah, yeah. And and I guess every year they do the uh, bring your do your favorite comics routine, and I've always threatened to go and do Brody Stevens. Oh, why not? Why not? Yeah, I just haven't had the time. But, but uh, when do they do that? I think it's Thanksgiving. Oh, that's fun. I think it's Thanksgiving. That's fun. Because yeah, same thing. It's I've been on Premium Blend, nineteen ninety six. They flew me out business class. <laughs> I was my, I was in Seattle. At the, I was in Seattle at the cusp of the grunge movement. I have my street cred. I've been there. You want to be dark and mysterious with your knowledge of hip things? I saw Kurt Cobain when I was waiting for the bus. Totally, but yeah, that that was I. I just that's just fucking brilliant. That's just I brilliant. care about fitness. I, I work out. I love it. I, I learned a lot from him about performing. He's, he's great. I don't know. I, I learned like, a lot from guys like Brody Stevens, Eddie Pepitone, and Todd Glass. Yep. Where, 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 the, where the way you perform is just like, it's just like, you're going to listen to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love Those are my favorite guys. Pep, no, no, I, I'm, I'm with you. Pepitone's another one of my favorite guys. I'm down here suffering under a goddamn bridge. <laughs> Pepitone still said the, uh, one of the, fu- the funniest thing at, um, uh, what the fuck show is that? Show Conroy was running for a while out in the Bundu. Um, but Pepitone, there's only two things that happen under underpasses, knifings and blowjobs. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fucking one of the funniest things anyone's ever said. <laughs> um, What's good comedy of- here under an underpass? Speaking of that. Oh yeah, we're ready. Okay, yeah. I, my favorite thing about well, I, Eddie Pepitone and why well, I, I asked Eddie Pepitone to do this um, web series I did uh, a while back that we were shooting uh, in downtown LA at a, like, a warehouse, and uh, it was under a bridge over the LA River, and uh, thank you very much. It was kind of hard to get to, but I give I gave very good directions. <laughs> I have an excellent sense of geography, and I gave perfect directions. Eddie was a little bit late, which is uncharacteristic. So just as I was thinking, like, huh, where's Eddie? What's up with Eddie? I get a call, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Eddie. I answer the phone. I'm like, hey. And, and before I can say, where are you? He's like, where the fuck are you? <laughs> and I was like, Eddie, are you Eddie? Okay, did you get my directions? Which side of the LA River are you on? And he goes, side of the river? I don't know the fucking side of the I'm under a fucking bridge like you told me, screaming. And he just kept wailing and wailing about how, like, well, like, I'm under a bridge. And I'm going, Eddie, 
look around you. Because I was looking at the like landmarks. I was like, do you see like a building that has a like, kind of a pink poster over it? And he goes like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, a dummy with your pink fucking buildings. But I'm stuck under a bridge. And it sounded like it sounded the more he talked, and I'm just like laughing on the phone. It sounded like he was like a spotlight was closing in around him, and it was just him talking to God, <laughs> screaming about how he's stuck under a bridge. I'm under echoing, echoing through eternity. I'm under a fucking bridge. Oh, and fucking cussing. Yeah. No, he's uh. He's another one that I admired greatly. Brody Stevens, I've done it. Been there, done that. I swipe in at the Fox lot. <laughs> I love doing impressions of other comedians. <laughs> you don't get to do it except in LA and New York. Right, right, right. <laughs> or, or, like, or like at festivals and uh, other places. It's a little meta. Yeah. Are you the first episode of a web series just come out? Oh no, this was Doomed Astronauts. It got a soft release because it didn't quite... <laughs> didn't quite end up the way we envisioned it. Oh, yeah? It was a science... It was, just, it was a low-budget science fiction production. Right. Hard to pull out. What could go wrong? Everything, mm-hmm. turns out. Weightlessness. <laughs> it was actually set in space. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Imagine... Imagine uh, stars in a green screen when the green screen gets wrinkled up. <laughs> imagine how all that looks. Awesome. I it's know. out there. It's a yeah. soft release. Well, uh, we'll put a link to it. Um, something I saw that you just appeared. I, I, I'm proud of the script yeah. for that. Look at the content. Yeah. What's the thing that just came out the last week? It's like, uh, it looks like an adventure kind of thing. Oh, oh, probably that was Treasure Hunt. Yes, yes. Um, that is an interactive thing that's on YouTube that these guys, Chad, Matt, and Rob do. Uh, and I play a gunslinger. I play like a, like a mountain man in it. Um, but you have to make... The, you have to make certain choices as you click cool, through the yeah. YouTube videos. Oh, so it's to a choose, like choose your own adventure? It's a choose your own adventure, yeah. I was in a movie like that called The Weathered Underground. I played a, a meth dealer. Oh, nice. So, Does that have anything fun. to do with the uh, terrorist cells that uh, now support Barack Obama? <laughs> okay. um, this I, might have been before his election. Wait, what, what, before who's what? Obama. That was before Obama's election. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, no. Not that I believe that terrorists sell support of Um I didn't want did you think for a second you'd like turn left into like No, I don't think I think that was a ridiculous Fox News talking point. No. Obama is clearly supported by very few people besides corporations. <laughs> well yeah, it's like anybody who's president of the United States is supported by corporations. Yes, you're propped up by some very, very wealthy murderers. I still have hope though. Like in the, like with do you have capital H hope? <laughs> I do. Do you have official hope? You have shepherd fairy. This is what I wanted to talk about earlier. I'm optimistic that we're going to keep evolving as a people. Like Dodoma is not being defended anymore. Marriage equality is right around the corner. Except for the fact that level. except for the fact that I was listening to Left, Right, and Center, and <clears throat> the the prevailing opinion is is this is it's it's a Doma's not being defended because it's a hey look we're doing this Republicans everybody get angry about this and don't pay attention to everything else that's going on kind of thing okay. and it's a cynical political move even though it's even though the, one of the guys point was this is a human rights issue and yes you should be repealing don't ask don't tell and you should not be defending DOMA and you should be not caring what people do with their private lives you know it's like it's still a cynical political move to do it in this climate you know 
It's a, it's a distraction. Well, I mean, um... So look over here. Don't look over here. Look over here. Don't look over here. Um... I mean, I, I think, uh... Mer mer the state should not have any say in marriage and all. And I mean, I, 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 I declare myself to be free even if somebody puts me in jail. I'm a free person. Right. Um... But you know, there's a there's still a chance that we could we could devolve as well. We we could devolve or kill ourselves, and maybe the octopus people will take over. <laughs> oh, which would be kind of awesome. In, octopus in a couple million years. Awesome. <laughs> awesome puss. More like awesome puss, right? Am I right? <laughs> um. Yeah. But yeah, um, I don't care. I won't be here longer than a few decades anyway. So. Uh, you're not going to freeze yourself hopefully you see the octopus people? Mm, it doesn't really work, as far as I can tell. <laughs> the octopus people might figure out a way. You what I want to do... Eight arms to work on it, right? Eight arms to work on it. Boom. Octopus people. Um, I think that we should start leaving tablets for any species that may take over and just try to make it look like we were really, really good, nice guys. <laughs> Leave stone tablets to be like, look how we were friends with all the octopuses. Right. <laughs> it's like editing your own Wikipedia page on a global scale. Yes, on a m millions of years. <laughs> uh, what, do, what do you call that? Era. Yeah. yeah. Era. yeah. yeah. In the geological sense. Yes. <laughs> Whitewashing. Nice. Whitewashing the geological record. Yeah. Get to it, humanity. Well, we sent the uh, we sent that new record into space, the Voyager thing. Yeah, that was a good idea. Somebody's gonna. <laughs> so what, what's what's on there? Like uh, the sounds of Earth. Just whale sounds and stuff. Yeah, no, I don't know. I think people talking and poems. Or like and a Duke Ellington song. It's crap. Mary with children runs. Mary with children. We're we're sending those out. We'll Does it skip? Does it skip? Probably. On some point. Probably. <laughs> Listen to that Earth record again? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I think we are. I listen. I listen. I listen to records. It's okay. They they sound great. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I recommend them. Everybody uh, vinyl. Vinyl. Yeah. Vinyl. Vinyl or wax. Wax cylinders. Wax <laughs> cylinders. Hello, I'm speaking to you on the recording machine. <laughs> and now, John Phillips, it was a large. I hope you hear this in the winter of, of 1912, when, when this wax was cast. I'm speaking to you. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I think we need to do podcasting on wax cylinders. <laughs> What would be fun would be to record it on some kind of ancient thing and then transfer it to the internet. See, yeah, if it yeah. sounds, see what it sounds like. Well, um, they might be giants recording a song on uh, Edison. Oh, really? Yeah, cylinder. Yeah. Oh, wow. And it sounds like it. <laughs> the sounds. The song's called "I Can Hear You." <laughs> and it's basically just. It sounds like a wax cylinder. <laughs> see, we should just release. Every, we should release a set of all the episodes of Shaky Town Radio. On vinyl. On wax cylinder. Yeah. On player piano roll. Do well, do it uh, successively more and more obscure. Yes, I like <laughs> eventually it'll be a player piano. We'll start with cassette. <laughs> then we'll work to... And eventually it'll be on those stones that they might have engraved recordings on, like, way back. Which, and people would debate whether it was the Vikings or the yeah. right, right, Native exactly. Americans or something. Yeah, yeah. Vinland. We were recording this in Vinland. 
The Viking podcast. The Vinland the There's old. gotta be a Viking podcast. <laughs> uh, someone's doing it. You know someone's doing it. How go the downloads in the north? <laughs> Enjoy a hearty cup of mead. <coughs> That's what we need to do, the Viking morning show. <laughs> Could I get a hearty cup of mead? <laughs> I'll fill your cup. <laughs> um, so what do we got coming up? Uh, well, um, leaving town to uh, shoot a sweet, sweet industrial uh, video in Florida this next week. Florida. Mm. I think it's like a sizzle reel for something that may but probably won't become a movie someday. Alright. Um, and then I'm going to be back in LA through uh, May except for April I'll be in Bridgetown. I, can't, I haven't really put together a touring schedule for the year yet but I'll be in uh, Bridgetown in April and then I am aiming to move to New York in May or June. Um, but before then, I'm, I'll be around LA mostly um, performing, and I do. I have a lot of shows I love to do here. Like, um, oh, you know what? I'll plug some of my favorite bar shows. I don't have any. I don't know my schedule right now, but my favorite shows are. Uh, let's see, uh, Tex uh, French Toast at Tex on Sunday nights. Uh, the Josh and Josh Show at Bar Lubitsch on Thursday nights. Uh, beer in the shower at the White Horse Tavern. That's always a fucking circus. As I said earlier, I like Largo. I'll be doing Paul F. Tompkins' show there tomorrow. UCB, Upper in Citizens Brigade. I, uh, it's my home theater, and I have a lot of fun there. Um, and uh, there's probably some fucking shows that I'm forget. There are. But they'll be on jamesandjamesy.com. Yeah, I, um, I tend to post things on Tumblr when I... Have my when I'm on top of my schedule, I post my um, my comings and goings and doings on my Tumblr blog, um, and that's reposted on my website. Um, yeah, so yeah, you can find me there, and uh, or you know, I also like to hang out at Piano Bar in, in the Dresden. <laughs> find me on the streets of Los Angeles. <laughs> Stop and say hi. Yeah, it's cool. Stop and, stop and, stop and do your you, 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 you can look me up. Ring me up at the American Embassy, won't knock, you? Knock, knock me up. <laughs> um, well, it's been great having you on the show, man. Thank you. It's been fun. Thank you, Gene, Brody. You Good to be here. One of my favorite comics. We're glad to have you on. I can't speak for Brody. As long as we can. Yes, I like him. He's one of my favorites. Well, that's not what you told me. <laughs> he was like, I'll do it under the yes. Grudgingly. I was Cameron in the car. I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. That's all the press I ever get. <laughs> it's always, it's always, there's always some courageous reporter fighting to get the truth. <laughs> and an editor, and an editor who either spikes the story on James Adelman or reluctantly goes along. That's right. <laughs> luckily, <laughs> luckily I control the means of production tonight. Mm-hmm. Oh, the bourgeoisie? That's right, the street control the means of production. <laughs> that was the other thing I was thinking of, is, uh, is, uh, the attacks on uh, on teachers. That was the whole point of the left, right, and center thing. Was the attacks on teachers unions and, and oh, workers. in Wisconsin, yeah. Oh, I was in Wisconsin in December, weeks after Russ Feingold was voted out of office, and the Republicans took control of the entire state. Yeah, and it's a, it's, it's, it. They had billions of dollars set aside to build a train, like a high speed train right, right. to Chicago, for like uh, Milwaukee to Chicago. Right. The Republicans came in, cancel it. First thing, can't. That's the first thing they did was cancel the train. Sure. Building high-speed trains is the best thing that you could possibly do. Zeppelins. <laughs> Only thing. Um. Yeah, and then they're the, the following it up by uh, attacking uh, labor unions. And well, that teachers. was that was kind of that was the point, and I'm like, 
This is the this is the equivalent of uh, <coughs> this is the equivalent of, of destroying the kulaks. It, it's like the all these people who are essentially middle class, and you want to make them not middle class anymore. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, we're yeah. Well, this is gonna be a down note to end by, <laughs> but yeah. There's we'll bad guys. We'll Here's this at the beginning. Okay, okay. <laughs> There's bad guys who want who who, who who want the world to be a few rich people, us a, a few a larger number of people than that who are there like so yeah they're uh, uh, major domos and servants and stuff. And then beyond that, beyond that, once you get out of the castle walls, just peasants, paupers, who gives a fuck? People being eaten by wolves. The, so they want the world to be like it has been for most of history. Feudal, yes. What we're seeing is a return to feudalism. Right, right. Uh, but just with better cars. Well, we'll see about that. I think we'll have better cars. We'll have tires, for a while at least. No, I think... I, James Howard Kunstler. You, I, you know James Howard Kunstler? Ooh, look him up. Terrifying. Okay. <laughs> Terrifying guy. He's, he's a peak oil expert. Oh, right, right, right. I know his name sounded familiar. He has a great podcast, actually. It's a, it's a serious podcast, but he's a, he's a funny guy. I actually met him in an airport. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. How'd that go? Uh, it was great, you know? We're pen pals now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, uh... He, he's... <laughs> He refers to me as the guy from the comedy channel. <laughs> With air quotes? Yeah, and I refer to him as uh, James Edward Kunstler, the... Uh, Peak oil dude! The, the author who's, who, who is famous among nerds. <laughs> that, could, that doesn't narrow it down, though. There's a lot of Most authors are famous among nerds, yes, yeah, you're right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, dude, uh, Which is why so many of my impressions I can only do in Canada. <laughs> or New York. Canada. Well, like Christopher Hitchens. Can't do Christopher Hitchens in Los Angeles. Anywhere. Really? Nobody knows who he is. Really? No, no, there's no critical mass of an audience anywhere Got in it. Los Angeles who knows who Christopher Hitchens is. Wow. I find that surprising, even amongst the yeah. like, UCBs and things. Yeah. New York, you can barely get away with Christopher Hitchens. <laughs> Canada, they love it. <laughs> <laughs> but Canada's pretty friggin' weird, you gotta admit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They give all their people health care. Yeah, yeah. What's up with lunatics? Why can't you let your people die like they should? Like God wills. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, that is a downer. <laughs> Thanks, James. Well, I... Well, come on. What did I say? No. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, you know, all I want is just, just... I want people to know out there that they're special. Some of you are... Okay, not everybody's special. Okay, very few people are special, okay? If you're one of the special people... Keep it a secret. <laughs> Hi, don't be don't be loud about it. Be quietly special. Blend in. All right. If you're special, you better shut the fuck up because the world will ground you in the dust if you're too loud about it. <laughs> that's, that's that's a good way to end it. That's a good way to end it. All right. Uh, well, this is uh, this has been great. Um, uh, thanks again for being on the show. Uh, All right. And. Uh, well, uh, until next time, I'm just I hope we solved or exacerbated some problems tonight. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with. Uh, oh. I'm gonna go with we solved some problems. Then we we took the solution off the table and then made the problems. Good. All right. <laughs> I think I think that's that's what I'm gonna go with. Uh, until next time, I'm Gene George. I'm Bernie Foster Hubbard. And until last time, I'm James Adomian. Perfect.
can find us on the internet at shakytownradio.com. You can Twitter us at at shakytownradio. You can like us on Facebook at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash shakytownradio. Send us an email at shakytownradio at gmail.com or call us on the Shakytown Radio hotline at 626-66-SHAKE. That's 667-4253. That's the same number.